Welcome to track number nine of Moses and His Associates. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your spirit. Lead us, O God, to the cross to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Turn to First Timothy. Great. How many have decided to develop yourselves as ministers? Good. Core areas for development as a minister. How many want to develop these core areas? The first one is stratiomai. Stratiomai. Spell is T-S-T-R-A-T-E-U-M-O-U-M-A-I. Sorry. S-T-R. Well, you don't speak Greek. Okay. S T R A. T E U O M A I. Okay, stratiomai. This is the first area that a core area to develop in your ministry. Amen. Now tell me the first Timothy chapter one. Verse number eighteen. What does it say? This charge. I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou mightest by them war a good warfare. The word stratiomai is the word mightest war. War. Now it means, number one, to serve in a military campaign. It has three important meanings or four important meanings. Number one, to serve in a military campaign. Are you ready to serve in a military campaign in America? Huh? Or you want to be civilians? Eating hamburgers and pizzas all your life long? No. Why don't you do something with your life for God? Ladies, Ladies, stand up. Why don't you do something with your life for God? Instead of just dressing. Nice dresses, shoes, wardrobes. Huh? What do you think? To serve in a military campaign. You see those lady soldiers who went to Iraq? Huh? They put aside their lipstick and all their things and went to serve in a military campaign. Okay? You must put on more of the wear than lipstick, makeup, powder, eyes, everything. Okay? And I'll, I'll tell you something. You see, the most beautiful women don't use makeup. When I say beautiful, I mean spiritually beautiful. And this inner beauty comes out. That's what I found. And you see, one of the signs of a strange woman is... She paints herself to come. No, I, I, I don't want to. No, I'm not saying. No, 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 no. Listen. I am not saying that it, it, it means that you are a strange woman. There are a lot of things about a strange woman, but I'm telling you, it's one of the things. So, as you develop yourself militarily, these things, you see, just ask yourself, there are some people, when you are dressing, 
It takes a long time. That, that's what I'm talking about. It takes a long time for you to be ready. You are doing so many things we don't notice. Yes. So many things we don't notice. We want you to look nice. Me, I want my wife to look nice. I want the people who work with me to look nice. You must look nice. You must do your hair, your nails, your face, whatever it is that you need. Some of you need a bit of makeup to improve things. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And, and, and no one wants you not to look beautiful. You must look beautiful. Otherwise, it even prevents you when you are witnessing. Yes. Because how you appear also affects everything. There's no doubt about that. But what I'm talking about is that most women are, no, not most women, many women, or some women, shall I say, know just this makeup world. And it starts from a little child. I can see in my, in my daughters. I mean, my, my sons who have never been interested in clothes and this and that, as the girls are. It's a, it's a girlish thing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if I want my wife to be happy, I say, look, go shopping. One time I remember we were in Malaysia. Go, 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 just go. Here's money. Go. Be happy the whole day. I'll walk with her. If she wants to go shopping, I'll go with her. Just, I just ask me, I have nothing to buy. She goes, I don't know what she's doing. Going round, 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 round. All over markets, this, that. It makes you happy. Do it. But you see, the pe- my wife is also spiritual. Praying, this, word, all that. You see, that's what I'm talking about. When you don't have that, you see, you are not a good... And sometimes you grew up just on this line. Hair, this, that, looking, whatever. So now you need to switch. You know, drop those things a bit. Reduce the investment on this side. And then switch to this other side for some time. And see... Everybody wants or the, your wife or the lady to look nice and to look the best you can. That, there's no question about that. I'm not speaking against that. But I'm speaking against a woman who spends an hour dressing and does not have her quiet time. That's what I'm talking about. One hour you were dressing, bathing, getting ready. No quiet time. A woman who spends one hour dressing to look nice and cannot pray and does not pray for a whole hour. Let's say from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. or 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. How many of you are looking at me? How many of you? One hour. And then you spend five minutes to get ready and go out. How many of you think that that's what happens with the ladies? Kathy, is that what happens? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You see, so you are more like a strange woman than a spiritual woman. Your lifestyle tends towards the strangeness rather than spiritual. Oh, it is true. You see, like Mrs. Saki who died. She was a spiritual woman, 
very spiritual. And it's not easy to get a spiritual woman. Somebody who loves God, whose mind is on God, and so on. It's not like, it's not, come on. You see, but I tell you ladies, when you tap into these things, you are very good. Very, very, very good. When you tap into spiritual things, very good. Usually even better than the men. It's true. Faithful, everlasting, always, your heart is always there. It doesn't go away. It's true. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to get out of you. I'm not trying to let, let you not look beautiful. It's a fool who doesn't want a lady to look beautiful. It's a fool. He doesn't know what he's talking about. They were made like flowers to be attractive. And, I mean, attractive and sometimes even deceptive. <laughs> yeah. You look nicer than you really are. Sweeter than you are. Calmer than you are. More patient than you are. More humble than you are. More obedient. In fact, you are not obedient at all, but you look obedient. Very deceptive. Women are easily deceived and are very easily also deceptive themselves. They, they can easily be deceived and they are also very deceptive in their looks. If you take Princess Diana and Prince Charles, everybody has a feeling that Princess Diana had a bad deal and that, you know, Prince Charles was this and that and that and that and that and so on. You see. But when you go into it, you see there's another side. Yeah. There are so many other things. This one is blowing this, this one is being blown by this, this one is blowing that, you know. Do you understand when I say blowing? It's not air. Eh? <laughs> Now, I want to have spiritual generals. In Ghana, I have overseers. General overseers. Kathleen Alote. She's a very good overseer. Her church is a good church. Great church with branches. She's an overseer. Becky, who's a, who just is in two worlds. Overseeing the, their churches are far. I made her hand over. Uh, pastor Prince was the pastor and I made him hand over to his wife. And then when he handed over, now the church began to grow. More. Hey, the women, they are wild. Oh. Philippa in London. Very good geo and teacher. Oh. Proper. I mean, it's not about. And you see, when you paint your, your lips too much, I mean, please. When you paint your lips too much, or you spend your time too much decorating, you attract the wrong thing. It is winter time. That's why some of you have not revealed your breasts. Look, stop pretending. I don't like people who be misbehave. If you do that, I don't want this kind of pretentious whatever. Some of you, when we meet you, by all means, we have to also interact with your breasts. You will be bringing out the fair colored part of your breast. I shouldn't say it. I'll say it. All those things are signs of strangeness. It's true. 
You have not developed to a point where you know how to dress and come out in a way that you are beautiful, but you don't behave like they don't show your breasts or a section of your breasts, the upper inner quadrants. <laughs> I'm talking about military campaign. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Check it. Don't sit down. Check it. We are looking at something. Verse 4. No man that warreth eh, entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him to be a soldier. You see, when you are a real soldier, you do not entangle yourself. Entangle yourself. In what? The affairs of everyday life. Amen. Everyday life is, this is what I'm talking about. Now you do the everyday life, but you don't get entangled. The word is entangled. Deeply into it. Oh, and a very spiritual person. You can't be deeply into certain things. It is true. I said, it is true. So be beautiful. Be nice. Look nice. Learn the clothes that suit you. Because some of you, some things don't suit you. It doesn't suit you the way you are. But because it is the fashion, you have decided to wear it. And it is wonderful. A lot of the people who are so concerned about looking nice when they go to the house, you should see when they descend into something else. Oh, one day I saw a sister. She was going to a wedding, driving her car. So I called her. I said, "What is all the dressing for? Lot of dressing, impressing people, looking nice. When you go home, you just become something else. Your husband cannot commit love with you. What is the point of all the dressing? It is to impress us." And when you go to... That's why, ladies, when you think of going shopping, you never think, oh, I want to go and buy a beautiful nighty. I want to buy something for that. You know, that's all. Something for outside. That's when they are going to buy things. They are never thinking of the real life marriage. Oh, it's not true. And so, I've got some. I'm going to buy something. I'm going to get something so that I'll look really nice at home. No, no. You want to get something to look nice outside to impress people. And then when you go home, you are forgotten about how to impress in the house. When you get home, you take off all your necklaces, your makeup. Now you look like a boy. Hey! A boy wife, a boy wife.
You pull off the wig. You rub the face off. Then the spots also come out. Leopardization. Boyization. I don't know. You have become a boy. So, as for me, I think that it's a great blessing to have a woman who really loves the Lord and then who has joined the army. So, I want to enlist all the ladies. You are very grateful. May I tell you, it's something that I have seen. Women really like God when they like Him. They really like, they love God and they are faithful. Even in the secular world. My sister is a lawyer and she worked, her her specialty is employment law. And she told me that it is a known fact in employment that if you employ a woman, she will work for you forever. If you just treat her nicely. Not money, nothing, that's not about money. Treat her nicely. I'll go to them and so on. They'll work for you forever. But a man, no. He said, men are known to change their jobs at least four times in their life. They keep changing from here to because their eyes are bright, opening, looking for something. Mercy. How many have been changing your jobs? And you are planning to change again. So I need you to join the military campaign. Okay? Are you going to join? Very good. Serve in the military campaign. Ask your neighbor, am I looking nice? I mean sisters, ask your neighbor, am I looking nice? Okay. Number two, it means to execute the apostolate with its arduous duties and functions. I'll say it again. Number two, it means stratiomai. Stratiomai is an area to develop. You have to develop the art of warfare, out of being a soldier. Alright, how to execute a military campaign. Number two, to execute the apostolate with its arduous duties and functions. Okay, what are the arduous duties? Do you know what arduous means? Okay, it's a word. Adios duties. Amen. Amen. And functions. What is the apostolate? Apostolic work. Right? Of starting churches, planting churches, doing the work of the Lord. That apostolic work has adios or difficult duties. Amen. And we cannot relocate to different towns. Tiaku, you must relocate. Do you understand? You cannot do these apostolic hard things unless you have joined an army. When you join the army, you realize, look, I can't win here. You see, one of the highest strategies of war, in fact, it's one of the supreme strategies of war, is that you do whatever you can do to avoid engaging the enemy 
in conflict. And one of the key strategies in war is you look at battles you cannot win and you don't fight them. That makes you a very successful general. A good general knows that this thing I'm not going to win. You, you watch it to take an American president about 40 years or many, many more years to go into something like Iraq again. It will take them some time. It's like Vietnam. The Vietnam is now a bit old in their memory. So, they, that's why they went to Iraq. That's why they went to Iraq. It's been some time. But it will take a bit of time now after this one. Before they do. And these things, they bring curses. Because when Cain killed his brother, God said, you are now cursed. The ground was cursed, but now you are also cursed. Mercy. So, some of you have engaged yourself in a war you cannot win. <laughs> you understand? Sometimes you've gone to a place to fight for God in a place that you can't win. There are some places you can't win. It may be the U.S. Army, but you can't win. They have not won in Iraq. Nobody has won in Iraq. No. And the repercussions of Iraq for years and years to come will be seen. Of going to that place. It's not, it's not over. But blood, dear, when it is shed, it brings things up in the future. That's why God told Cain, you are now cursed. That's why you should try not to commit abortion. Because you are now cursed. Mercy. So, you don't engage in these things, but you do what the difficult things that have to be done. We need to go to various American towns in twos and threes, not in ones. One person shouldn't go somewhere alone. If you are going, you and somebody with your wives, I'm not talking about you and your wife, you and somebody, and then the wives are also, because a wife is a different kind of assistant. A wife is a different kind of assistant from an assistant uh, minister. Even though she also may be a minister, but it's different. You should be in twos and go to places and fight for God. Okay? That is what it means, stratiomai. How many want stratiomai? It means to war. To do war. To execute a military campaign. So you be in America... Okay? And in fact, your job is actually employing you to work for God. Look, I tell you, we have, a, we have our, our pastor in, uh, in Zambia. He works for the UN. Really, he works for God. Yeah, one of our pastors in Zambia, he's, he's in a town called, um, I forget the name of the town. Everywhere he goes, he starts a church. And he built, he's built, even built a building. And his tithe can cover the whole... Because he earns a lot of money. And his, he was in Central Africa. He built a church there. Lighthouse. Then he came to uh, Zambia. He's built, and from there he's going somewhere soon. So when he retires from the UN, 
he wants me to employ him full time in the ministry. So I sent him anywhere. I said, anywhere. I said, I, miss, I told him I may send you to India. He said, anywhere. Right. An elderly diplomat. Is it not fantastic? Yeah. You see, so where it lies in your power, move and do your best. We are executing a military campaign. We are not. You see, you must be different from other ordinary American dwellers. Your mind is completely different. You are being paid to work for God. The work you are doing is a sacrifice so that the church does not have to support you. This is how your mind has to work. Where I go to work is a sacrifice I'm making for God. I'm sacrificing by going to do that job. Because I would have liked to work for God, but God cannot pay me directly. So he said, I should do that job, collect the money, and do the church. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, instead of coming to be in the church, collect the money from the church, and then do the work. You go to where you are working, collect the money, and say, thank you. I'm off to my real job. My real reason why I'm here. And that thing, that mind, will make you move around where you need to move to. It's because in this military campaign, there are some wars we cannot fight. And you, you, avoid, you do well by not engaging in those wars. If you go to certain places, you see that the church cannot work there. Because it's not ready for the church to work there at the time. It's not ready yet. A time may come when it will be ready. But at this present time, it cannot work there. So when you relocate, you start, you go to a place where you can win. To execute a military campaign. You know when I cross. And most of the great military commanders lost the war when they went to fight something they were not ready to fight. Like Afghanistan. Russia went to Afghanistan to fight. Look, you can't easily win. And even now, you would have thought that America has finished off Afghanistan and so on. It's just a small little place. You can't easily fight certain things. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, let us fight a war we can execute the apostolate with its arduous, difficult function. Look, ask yourself from today, what difficult thing have I done for God? Have I done anything difficult or put my family under any inconvenience or change my school so that I can work for God? Remember I was telling you yesterday I was going to be a lecturer, parasitology lecturer. I applied, I tried to go to the London School of Tropical Hygiene so I get a master's in that and I come and lecture. I'm changing my life to teach about worms, flies, and, and, and scorpions and other animals like this so that I can be a, I can be a preacher. That's what, I know that I'm interested in it. I have no interest in, in parasites. <laughs> but I'm changing my life so that the work of God can go on. So I want to ask you, are you doing the stratum the war? Then what arduous duty or function have you taken up upon yourself to perform? Why don't you do what is right? Why don't you make, pay something? I tell you, the little price you pay, it will greatly help the work of God. Greatly. Amen. There are some changes you cannot easily make, but there are some that you could change. Some of you, the battle you even have to go to is battle with your wife. To tell her like, you know something, honey? Sugar? Jam? We are moving. 
O quê? <laughs> We are moving. No, no, our children are teaching school, their friends, and the this and that, and to disturb them, and when they keep moving around, shut up! Tell your wife, cool down. I have decided to follow Jesus, and I'm going to do something for Jesus. And I'm not just going to sit here and just try to be a successful American dreamer, trying to lay hold on an American dream which I will never lay hold on. Some of you, my pastors, I feel so sorry about your state because you are fighting at the wrong place, and you cannot. Win. I cannot win there. If I come there to fight, I won't succeed in building a church there. You see, I asked somebody a question, and he asked me, "What would I do?" And I said, "I would leave." I was telling one pastor, I was telling, look, his church was over 60 people. I said, look, if I was in this town, my, I would have the same 60 people. I don't think I'll have more people than that. There are some battles. Eh? It's not that you are not anointed or you are not whatever. Most of the time, ministry depends on the people you are ministering to than yourself. I found this out by traveling around preaching. Ministry depends on who you are talking to. If you listen to the Makane, how many of you have the Makane? You should, everybody should have one. Write it down. I must get a macanet this year. Write it down. I must get a macanet and put it on your phone. Reminder, get your macanet. I macanet, please. You get it. Now, if you listen to the macanet, you hear camps at different places. You hear me preaching differently at different places, depending on the place, but not depending on me. Sometimes it's the same week. I have a camp here and I have a camp here. It sounds different. Because it's different kind of people. I found out in miracle crusades and so, like for instance, we are just going to have a crusade in our crowd. You know, it's not a crusade I feel like doing. You don't feel like praying for the sick at certain places. You don't feel like doing certain things. A crowd people, they are they are hard people, stiff, familiar. It's different. Go out into the the further the places away from Accra the more the grace and the flow is. That's, that's what happens. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, you have to learn the art of war. The art of war. A good general knows this one. Even Napoleon cannot win. Let's pack our bags and go to a place where we can win. You need some, some of you need some small success in the ministry to give you some encouragement. And you also need to travel around a bit to find out that you are not as bad as you thought. And that it's not easy for a lot of people. A lot of people make a lot of noise, but it's not easy. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. One day I had two pastors. The senior pastor was in a town with a few people. And then the junior pastor was in a town with a lot of people. A lot of potential souls. So after some time, I was thinking, this young pastor, I don't think it will affect him, but I was wrong. After a while, the younger pastor, the newer pastor, who was in a bigger town, and therefore his church was much bigger, began to have an attitude 
towards the senior pastor who was in another town with few people and a smaller church. Now this church was about 60 people and this one was over 200 people. And he developed more and more arrogance and more and more pride until eventually off. But people don't know that what you seem to be winning is basically because of where you are ministering or where you are fighting. Yeah. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I'm saying to all of you who are fighting. You see, Kojo, you've been fighting for a long time. Is that, you've even got gray hair now. I mean, you are looking so old. So tired. Yeah. You are, you are one of the old people that God touched. Not, he didn't touch you recently. He touched you long time ago. To work for, long ago. You have become like an elder. It's because of where you are fighting. Been trying to plant flowers in the snow. And after a while, it looks as if you weren't even touched. You weren't even called. You weren't even sent. But it's not true. You were sent. You were called. In fact, you were called long time ago. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, fight, do the, ex- execute the apostolate with his adios. Sometimes the difficulty that you are giving yourself by staying in the wrong place is far more than the difficulty to just move to a place where things are going to work better. Can I have an amen from somebody? Tell the person next to you, the man knows all about you. All right. Number three. It means to contend with carnal inclinations. To contend. Stratiomai means to contend with carnal inclinations. We all have carnal inclinations. And our carnal inclinations, all right, to do this, not to do that, to rest, to sleep, not to get, to have sex, to eat. You know, when you are fighting a war, you need to contend with all natural desires and pull yourself together and be hard. What do you think? We need some hardness. Some of us are not praying much. It takes hardness to pray. Let me suggest to you something. When in unable to pray, eh, start to sleep early in the night. I'm giving you a key. When unable to contend with the realities, start to sleep early in the night. Don't sleep at 10. Or 11. How many of you sleep late? Around 12, isn't it? Huh? After 12. Yes. I'm telling you something. Because I am not an angel. And I'm not from heaven. I'm just with you here. Suffering and struggling. When you are unable to pray, change your lifestyle and start to sleep early. People would think you have sleeping sickness. 
sleep early and then wake up at 3 a.m. when everybody is asleep and pray to God. Just you and God. You watch and see. Your life will change. Yeah. But it is not possible to wake up unless you have slept early. What people don't realize is that you, you need a certain amount of sleep and you will sleep a certain amount of sleep. You can pray well when it is not an alarm clock that wakes you up. When an alarm clock wakes you, you need an alarm clock to keep you. <laughs> I'll say it again. When an alarm clock wakes you up, you need an alarm clock to keep you up. So if you if you change it a little, and you see in the night, but you say, Bible, these are, these are the patterns Jesus showed about say, and a great while before day, he arose and he went to pray. You see, so sometimes as life becomes busy, you have to change it. So, oh, he's asleep. Become as if, as if you are an old man. The other day, my wife said to me, Hey, now I go to bed with Paula, my baby. Yeah. Yeah, so two of us will go to bed. I said, Tell me a story, and then we sleep. <laughs> I tell her a story, she also tells me a story, and then we sleep. What's my wife? Because I need to sleep earlier so that I can get up when she's also asleep. Because sometimes when your partner is awake, it's difficult to do anything. Yeah. I don't understand the message that I'm talking about. Hey, what a difference it would make if you were to start sleeping around eight. It seems like you shouldn't sleep at eight. And if you can't sleep, take Panadol. You sleep. It has a, uh, it, it's a sedative also. Slight one before. Not even PM, just normal. Tylenol. You sleep a little. You see that you are going. But don't drink coffee and tea. That one will keep you going awake. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. That is why you are not praying much. The house is not big. From here to here is the house. When you go here, he's there. When you go here, this woman is there. When you go here, this one is there. There's nowhere to say that you and God are doing something. Pray is like having sex. You need time. I mean, quiet space. No one to come. Because the way it is, is some way. So you need that enclosure. I don't understand what I'm talking about. Or you've not done some before. You people, you are very diplomatical. Ah, that's what I've seen since I came this time. So that when I say something, as if you don't understand it, you don't really know what I'm saying, and so on. That's the feeling that I have. It's like I am rather some way. Your mouth, your mouth. So you need to contend with canal ingredients. How many of you are going to begin that you rose up a great while before day? Yeah, try it. 
Now I hope your husband or your wife is not here so that they will not because if all of you rise a great while before the then the whole thing is fault. <laughs> Start to pray, you will find out that God is going to do a wonderful thing. Hallelujah. Number four. It means as a soldier to go to war. Or to go to war as a soldier. Or as a soldier to go to war. What do you think? Is it fantastic? And the last one, number five, it means warfare. Warfare. We need a militarized church in America. Not a softy, please yourself, make yourself happy, eat everything you want, do all that you want, rest as much as you can, convenience, everything is in one shop, everything is by you, nothing is hard, nothing is difficult. That is the wrong type of spirit. And that's the American spirit. Everything is the button, easy, soft, whatever. Drive through. Everything, drive through this, drive through that. Never move. That's why there are so many fat people here. You never go to certain parts of the world and see as many fat people as you see in America. Sometimes when I see the foods that they serve, it's difficult to eat for me to eat in America. The sugar foods and other oily foods. I say, ah, is it not the country that talks about heart attacks and so on more? And those are the kind, even the food that they have here. You see, ah, what is this? Amen. Amen. So I need you to do a good warfare. Amen. Don't fight a battle you cannot. That's the greatest key. Look, when I go to Ghana, I'm seen as a white man. They call me Obroni, red, mulatto, yellow man, red man, anything half caste. I don't belong. When I come to America, they call me a black man. Isn't it? Whatever. So everywhere I don't know. But the reality is that people think in color. It is not usual to have T.D. Jakes having a white person in his church. Few would come. Some come. Some don't see those things. But it's not common. Come on. And the same thing, it works all along. I've been waiting to see God will send us some white people who will stay and also start white churches. Yes. Lighthouse. I mean, that actually enter the country. If God does it, we'll be, we'll be happy to see a new way. But it's something that God has to touch somebody or touch people. If he hasn't touched them, you see, that's why Jesus said, no one can come unless the Father draws them. How many understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. So no one can come unless God calls you. So don't fight with things that God has not done. Trying to accomplish something that God has not done. Do what God is doing. And just flow with it. That's why when I sensed in South Africa, in Kenya, in these countries, 
People were responding to us. No Ghanaian in that church. Only the nationalities. I said, wow, God seems to have opened a door there. Let's send more people there. We have a lot of these people in our Bible school in Ghana now. Are you there? Amen. The next one is Sunedesis. I'm talking about core areas that a minister needs to develop in. And one of the areas you need to develop is warfare or stratiomai. The second one is sunedesis. Spell it S-U-N-E-I-D-E-S-I-S. Sunedesis. Okay? Amen. Now this word speaks of developing the, so the first area is stratiomai or developing the art of war. And this one is a word which means conscience. And it speaks about developing your conscience. Okay? Are you there? Now, and here in, in Acts chapter 24 verse 16, Paul is speaking again and he says, Herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. Amen. Acts 24 verse 16. Now, Sunadesis refers to number one, moral conscience, consciousness. Moral consciousness. Conscious of morally what is right or wrong in your conscience. Amen. But you are conscious of it. So moral, not moral conscience, conscious. Consciousness. You are aware. Number two, it refers to perception. How you perceive things. Okay? And number three... It refers to the conscience. Okay? Now, it is very important, amen? It's very, very important that you develop the consciousness of evil in your heart. Like I, I'm talking about, I was talking to the ladies, you know? If your conscience is developed. Paul said, I'm always trying to have a good conscience. If your conscience is good, what I'm saying, you'll see that, look, what the man is saying is really true. When I want to buy a dress, I buy for outside. When I want to invest, I do for the... I never think of what can I buy to look nice just at home. You see, instead of rejecting it, because your conscience is developing, you say, true, true blue... It's me. It's true. You don't get angry. You don't react. Because you are developing the conscience. And the, there's a perception. That's why it, meets, it, mean, it means perception. That you are able to perceive what is being talked about. But many people don't have it. And they will argue and argue and argue. About something that is so obvious to everybody who is sitting at the side. But they cannot see. A good example is in Canada with my pastors in Canada. 
They don't really flow. They don't have a cohesion. And it's because of pride on everybody's side. But if I sit down and meet with them, maybe they will not even see. Unless your conscience is that, look, I'm really some way that we cannot flow. Because by now, the church in Canada should have advanced much more. But because of this kind of who is who and so on for years, you see, it takes a conscience to say that I am a sinner. I'm really a some way person. That's how come things are not working. You know? and, but if you talk, maybe be offended. even what I'm saying could offend. When, you, when you've not developed, eh? when you've not developed sunedesis, a moral consciousness that what I'm doing even spoils a church. I cannot assist. I cannot accept authority. I cannot flow. I cannot do well. Oh. Oh, Canadian pastors, what I'm saying is not true. You see, your conscience would like to say, Charlie, the thing that Bishop is saying, hands up. But without this thing, you will not say so. You have, no. Why do you say that? Because this, this, that. We haven't done this. We've done this. this, Oh, long talk. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm I'm very sorry. I'll write a letter to everybody at the camp to apologize for what I said. Ah, look at that. That's why I'm saying that. You as a lady should tell yourself that what the man is saying, it is true. How many of you rise up in the house and it's when you cannot have a baby that you start but you're normal getting up to go to work. Do you, do you pray like this? But you spend time doing your hair. We can see the different type of hair and faces and polish and things that you have on you. You see, you, you, the concept, you have to be soft. You see, Saul, when he was spoken to, he said, I, when he said you have disobeyed, he said, I have not disobeyed the Lord. I mean, his words were, I have not disobeyed the Lord. I mean, someone told him, why have you disobeyed? And he said, I have not disobeyed the Lord. Straight away. And someone had to talk, said, well, what are the bleating of the sheep? What is this? What is this? What? You have to bring evidence, pictures, video. How can I bring pictures and video of the three pastors that are in, in, in Canada and show them together and show... You see, when you said this, your face was like this. And when you say this, it means you don't flow. It means you don't accept this. It means this. I mean, where am I going to get those videos from? For people to be saved. For people to be blessed. To flow. To be truly humble. And when we, when we are even proud, we are proud about what? <laughs> oh. Saul said, I have not disobeyed the Lord. But when your conscience develops, before they even say, I know what you're going to do, it's true. I am. When David had that parable, he said a certain man had a, 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 a little lamb. The man had flocks. And there was a neighbor, he had a, just one sheep, an ewe lamb. And he became unto him like a little daughter. And a man came from town. And he went for the little lamb, which had become to him like a little daughter. And he sacrificed it. 
and used it to eat kebab. And he had his thousands of sheep there. And David said, the man must die. The man must die for this sheep that he has eaten. And the prophet said, it is you. And immediately David said, it is true. But Saul said, I have not disobeyed the Lord. I have some people that I work with, they are very defensive. Everything I say, no, it is not the case. Oh yeah. Anything negative, I have not, I did not, I do not. Always defensive and saying it's not the case. Very difficult to break through with such people spiritually. When your conscience is not soft, you, you can't do well to a certain level. And it's a core area for development spiritually. But that, that's how come I've lost a lot of confidence about a lot of things that I'm doing. Or even in the ministry. Because as I'm going, I've, I've, I've become more uncertain. What I'm doing is it right. That's why you remember yesterday I was telling you I want to see Jesus. Because I just want him to, to tell me this right and doing this, go this way, go that way. Yeah, I just want to be sure. Because you, you can be doing a lot of things. People are praising you. Whatever things seem to be working, but God is not happy with you. And you have to know that. You have to know that. It's very important to know. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's so important. That's why I say you, you, most of us do not have that development. The synodesis is not developed. That's why God can't speak. When I preach a message, a lot of things you, you, you delete and it's not applicable to me. And some of the things, when I explain it in graphic detail with pictures, huh? still you can't see. It doesn't apply to you because your conscience is not soft like slight touch and, and you go. That's why when I ask, how many of you have confessed fornication recently? Just uh, two or three people raise their hands. But we should all have, especially the brothers. We are the ones who have bad thoughts. Brothers, tell me the truth whether we have bad thoughts. Raise your hand if you have bad thoughts. I need, I need just a right hand. <laughs> Your conscience should have made you say it. <laughs> but you didn't. You didn't it, 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 when I spoke it, it didn't. It, it didn't get to you. you. Didn't feel that it has something to do with you. Yeah. I was afraid and I hid myself. Yeah. There needs to be that tenderness. Softness. That even if you can't change it, you admit it. So it is true. It is true. I'm sorry. Like the guy who said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Immediately he was saying that he was begging. <laughs> he was saying, I'm doing but I beg, I beg. I beg, but I believe it is there. I beg you, help my unbelief. I believe, but I know I don't believe, so I beg you to help my unbelief. Because why would he say help my unbelief if he had only belief? He had unbelief. 
So he said, I believe that he knew he had unbelief. He said, I beg, I beg, I beg. Help my unbelief. So it's a very core area where you must be sensitive. Uh, and, you, and the sensitivity, the higher it is, the further you are away from sin. I, I want to say that again. The higher the sensitivity, the further your distance from sin. You see, if you are sensitive to thoughts, you'll be far from the actions. Because the thought disturbs you. The fact that it occurs to you, the fact that it's something that came somewhere near your mind, is so distressing. It's so distressing. You see, and that, the consciousness and the sensitivity makes you stay far. It's not the action. The action is not what... We are not talking of action, but just the fact that that feeling is there, that thought is there. My goodness gracious. I can't take it. I can't stand it. I'm so scared and so worried by the existence of that thought. And the more sensitive you are, the less likely you are to walk into sin. Or to sin. Because you are very sensitive. The sunedesis is there. Well-developed sunedesis. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. It's a very important area. Because, look, as I'm preaching now, there are so many things. You see, I've, I've said enough to close the camp now for you to know what, which way to go and what to do. I've said enough. Here, 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 here. By now, you, you see God is tugging at your heart in this way or that way. Is there a problem? What's happening downstairs? Children, forgive. You know? The sensitivity is enough to we can sense God showing us here, here, like this, like that. Yeah. Are you there? Wonderful. Number three. I'm talking about core areas that you need to develop. The next one is anastrophe. Anastrophe. And I need you to turn to First Timothy chapter three, chapter four, verse twelve. Let no one you see, Paul was giving Timothy the core areas that he needed to develop in his ministry. And one of these core areas is the stratiumai, the art of war. Another of these areas is the sunedesis, which is the conscience. Another of these areas is anastrophe, which is A-N, spelled A-N-A-S-T-R-O-P-H-E. Huh? Like apostrophe? Anastrophe. And it means behavior. Behavior. Spelling again. A-N-A-S-T-R-O-P-H-E. Alright. It means behavior or conduct. And in 1 Timothy 4, verse 12, it says, Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech. What does your version say? In speech, in conduct, 
love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. Amen. And that means your manner of life or your conduct. Another place you find this First Timothy chapter um, 3. Don't go far. Verse 15. It says, but in case I am delayed, I write so that you will know how one ought to conduct himself in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the support of the truth. Amen. You know how, alright, to conduct yourself, amen, amen, in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and support of the truth. How to conduct yourself. Alright? Amen. amen. And finally, you find this word also in Galatians chapter 1. And if you, want, if you care to read with me, Galatians chapter 1, verse 13. It says, For you have heard of my former manner of life in Judaism, how I used to persecute the church of God beyond measure, and I tried to destroy it. Galatians chapter 1, verse 13. Alright? So, anastrophe speaks of your conduct and the way you behave. Amen. Are you there? Now, how you conduct yourself and go about your work, there is, there is a way to behave in the church. Amen. There is a way we behave in church. There is a way we talk in church. Amen. And there is a way you behave when you join an army. And that is why I was particularly conscious about the way you people would behave at this camp. Amen. Because, because, are you listening? Because the last time, there's a lot of going up and down instead of being here when we are having the sessions and so on. And you ask yourself, why are we here for just a few hours? So there's a very important way that you need to conduct yourself in the army and in the camp of the Lord. As a pastor, you need to conduct yourself in a certain basic way. Amen. Which, you see, sometimes what people don't realize is that there are some basic requirements. You know, it's basic. I, I hope you are getting what I'm saying. There are basic requirements of how to, how to behave or how to conduct yourself. When you are working for the Lord and in the house of the ministry. One of the examples is, for instance, if I'm coming here for a, a camp as this senior prophet in the ministry or the apostle, right? You should make the effort to be here at all costs. Because perhaps I may come to see you once in the whole year. So it's very basic. And then also, to come at the right time. Not to come the day after we started. Because what it means is that yesterday what I was saying, or whatever I had to say, was not so important. 
Do you understand? Now, we were born on Friday, but not last Friday. Or we were born on Wednesday, but not last Wednesday. Do you understand? If you really want to be here on a certain day, you can be here. All of you, all of you who work. A lot, a lot of, a lot of pastors have just come today. But what I'm saying is that conduct as a pastor. It's just like you call for your shepherds and say, let's have a meeting. We are having a meeting from 2 to 5 and one of them comes at 4.30. You wouldn't like it. And so it's a basic requirement that there are some meetings you must attend. If you are a member of the cabinet of the government, you must attend. If you're going to be a member of parliament of the country, you must have lived in the country and in that area. I mean, they're just like basic requirements for that function. Do you understand? And that's why I said that you, you must know how to conduct that. You may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God. Or how to conduct yourself in it. And as I say, like even in Accra, I say to the pastors, I am your pastor. Last week, Tuesday, I did a, I did a roll call. Mentioned, I, was mentioned, I, I took an offering in, in, in branches. I said, pastors only. And I said, this church, pastors should come. This church, pastors should come. On Tuesday. Because it's a basic requirement to be in church on a Tuesday. That's why I started the ecclesiastical service in Accra. It's a basic requirement. It's a basic requirement also to come to the headquarters of the church. That's why we have homecoming. And you see, some pastors have never been there for years. And obviously, your orientation is different when you have never stepped there. I mean, there are basic requirements if you really are a part of what is going on. Of course, we understand that there are sometimes some real circumstances that can prevent somebody from coming. There's no doubt about that. But the pattern shows that it's not those special great circumstances that prevents people from coming. But rather that it's a decision that let me just cut up and arrive one day. And sometimes you see, you know how it is sometimes you go for a wedding or a funeral, you want the people to know that you came. So you go and just whatever. It's like to, 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 to mark your register or your role that you came. I have to mark my register that I came. No. Because it involves a lot for us to have this meeting. And I'm preaching a lot. I'm talking. I'm saying so many things that are basic. And you don't have a pastor. I am your pastor. You don't have a pastor. You don't have a pastor. And I'm the apostle. You are the Timothy. And you have to, you have to learn something. Paul wrote to Timothy and said, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And if Timothy would not be there to listen to what is being said, how can he do it? How can the church work? And all these are evidence and reasons why the church don't work. And the older the pastors get, the longer they've been pastors, the more of that spirit it is there. Even how to conduct the, the, themselves changes. So there are some basic requirements. I mean, I don't know if you have any to do, but if some of you who start branches, like in Michael and Maryland, if you start having branches and branches around the church, a basic requirement that on Tuesday or Wednesday, all of them should come to the main church for service. It's basic. It's so basic. And, and, and without those basic requirements being fulfilled, that's what I'm saying. That if you ask yourself, as a pastor, what responsibility do you have? It's a basic responsibility and a requirement. How can you even tell your shepherds to come to the camp when you are not even coming or you are coming a day later or are coming at the end? Will your shepherds come? Will your church be affected? Will they grow? Will they develop? Will they have the right spirit? They will not. Because even you, you are not like that. Yeah. As a priest, so are the people. 
So if your conscience is sore, you will not be angry with what I'm saying. You say, look, Charlie, the thing, what you are saying is true. This will never happen again. That's the end of it. Sunedesis has been developed. You just say, look, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. That's it. Oh, what do you think? Yeah. That is how come sometimes God begins to raise up younger people to take over and do a lot of things. And then the so-called older people who have been in the system begin to occupy back benches and they are more historical and you just have to remember them in terms of old things that ever happened once in, in time past. Basic conduct of a, a, a son. That's what I was telling you yesterday. That's what, a son, uh, what do you call it? Of a son. What to do? Basic things of how to behave in a church that you belong to. You are supposed to teach doctrine. You know, the doctrines are there. And the, the, the machina is there. The pastors, I mean, one of our pastors sent me a, a, a message. He said that they've been having root camps. We talk about root camps where you listen to the machina and listen to the things. And see, because you don't listen, you will not le- develop how to do well in the ministry, how to minister. Yeah. You you not. Because it's not something you, you, you are part of. Well, these are things that are in the culture of the ministry. And I'll tell you something. Even though we are not perfect, it's a very great ministry that there's a lot you can learn from before you go and bring other things that you are also knowing that are also good. Do you understand? I mean, you eat what you've got at home. That when you go out, if you want to get whatever, you get it. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. So pastors, let us ask ourselves, you know, that the churches would come for homecoming. Sometimes there's a program or there's a meeting or there's something that involves whatever. It's so important that attendance, you must know that it is your duty. Look, I remember one guy. I went to a certain country and I told him it was like one town, another town. And I, before I got there, I called him. I said, tell so-and-so to come. I need to meet with him. Something about the ministry. So I called. So when I got there, I, when I got to the airport, I said, why is this guy not around? But five, I said, oh, maybe he's on the way. So I kept waiting, 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 waiting. Then, because I was leaving the next morning. So at 10 o'clock, I called. I was wondering why he had not come. Just a train ride away. So I called. When I got, when I called, I spoke to his wife. I said, where is Pastor so-and-so? Hello. He's gone, he's gone. Ah, he's just coming. He's just opened the door. So I said, okay. I said, then I called, I spoke to him. I said, ah, why didn't you, where where are you? I told you to come. I've come, it's very important. I'm the pastor of the, I'm the apostle of the church. The church is not for you. I put you there, I sent you there. You didn't start that church. Even if you started the church, it's not for you. wouldn't you come? As I said, basic behavior of an ambassador. You are sent by the U.S. Embassy and they say, go and develop democracy. You have gone to develop water, uh, what do you call it, sanitation in Accra. Because you see there are a lot of problems with sanitation and water. So I told him, come, come. Then he said, oh, somebody, somebody's child or somebody died not a member, but somebody's child. Some, something, something happened. So he went to see the, the people. And the person didn't die on that day or the day before. The person has been dead for some time. 
So I said, why, why didn't you come? He said, oh, he went to see them, this, blah, 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 blah. And then he said to me, son, I said, look, part of your responsibility is basic. You come, you go, you have a duty to up and you have a duty to down. You have a duty to the people, you have a duty to the one who sent you. Then as we got talking, and then he said, when you ask us to, you teach us to do something, like visiting the sick, those who are bereaved, those who are doing whatever, and we are doing it. Then you are also telling us to do something else. What should we do? I don't have to continue the story because you know where it ended. (laughs) But you see, this is a young man who does not do it. And that is why he cannot have a church with branches of people under him. You see, let me tell you something. Turn with me to Genesis. This message continues on the next track. Keep listening.